Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. This week, I've decided to invite on a very, um, I'd say, uh, an interesting person, just kind of a blast from my past, who's seen it all through the 90s and to present and comedy, music, and almost everything else. So let's welcome to the show, Sir Bob Levy, or Bob Levy, Robert Levy. Some of you might know him from Stern. Some of you might know him from comedy, Sirius XM, but here he is. Thank you so much for joining me. I had to have you on as a mm-hmm. guest because you are um, an icon, of course. Also, yeah. well, a blast from the past. And speaking yeah. of which, did you hear about the Iron Sheik today? That's really yeah. sad. That was very sad because we he he went on the road with us for a while. Uh, it had to be maybe a year or more, and he he was just amazing on stage. Like he knew exactly how to play the audience and just a great guy off stage like so like he knew when to do it he knew when the cameras were on there was nobody better than him at that yeah just a kind man i feel bad because i used to prank him like mm-hmm. years ago as a female wrestler missy hyatt i was calling up with a southern accent like a little bit yeah. of a prank and i'd be like oh you know let's go party in the room at the wrestling mm-hmm. convention. So then he's gone up to Missy Hyatt at a table. Oh, man. And I'm at the I'm in a table between them. Hey Missy, yeah, you want to do gimmick in my room? And then it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's the best. He but he he, you know, he'll fall for it, but at least he's he knows what he wants. You know what I mean? He's a, he he was a strong man. He he hated his manager, which was great, because he would come on the road at the beginning. And then the guy, uh, Shuli was talking about, he came back with his glasses, like, like sideways like this after you hear yelling and, and she, and she must attack them. And he goes, I'm not coming on the road anymore. <laughs> That's interesting. Who was the manager? Was it some guy from Manhattan named, uh, I forgot his name. Was it a, an older Jewish guy? Yeah, I think so. It was like, uh, uh kind of chubby, uh, losing no hair really a little bit uh i, I just pl- i just explained every oldest jewish guy jewish guy out there <laughs> well yeah or some like some people that are porn fans uh, or something like that um but those usually his have name might have been eric i'm not sure oh that guy i pranked him too okay <laughs> yeah i did that too like i made my rounds like it's, it's one thing i'm good at is ribbing people but you mm-hmm. also have a wrestling past i want you to yeah. tell me about that because i know you've had all these odd jobs as a child but why yeah. wrestling and when did you start that uh, i mean i i used to watch it with my grandfather when they lived downstairs when we moved from brooklyn to staten island you know they had an apartment downstairs my grandparents and he was into wrestling and we used to watch it at midnight and it would come on and I totally got hooked on that and then 
I always loved wrestling. And then when I was 34, uh, I moved next to Larry Sharp, who owned the Monster Factory. And we used to go out drinking, and he's come to comedy shows. And uh, I was like, I'm going to try it. He goes, yeah, do it. Because I meant, I met, I did Shane McMahon's bachelor party on a boat. And they they liked me, you know, uh, especially Pat Patterson was a little friendly to me. But, uh, but like, I they go, you know, learn how to take bumps and that. Maybe we can use you on the mic and all that. And I, I did it. And, you know, he's like, yeah, just come and train for nothing. And it was fun. But, you know, nothing came of it. But I did it for like two years and I really enjoyed it. But it is painful. Yeah, it's painful. And like the way a lot of wrestling has progressed these days, these guys are doing death matches. Have you ever mm -hmm. watched death matches or participated in one? No, I, I, I've seen pretty brutal stuff. And uh, it is, I mean, some guys are crazy. Uh, I forgot who's the guy from ECW they showed uh, recently on one of those shows. Uh, New Jack? New Jack. I've seen a yeah. special on him. And I mean, that's insane what he would do and what he would do to people that didn't uh, kind of go with it, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I was friends with him. We had like a falling out. Then we were friends again. But I have to mm -hmm. say, you don't want to piss him off. The incident you're speaking about is the taser. And he tased oh, yeah, him yeah. until they just go. I mean, it's a scary thing. But there's yeah. always this big connection of comedy or comedians and wrestlers what do you think it is i think it's like you know on the road it's just like the same thing you know you go do your job then you go out all night and you know you you are mess in the morning and you know and you're with your group of people and it's like the same thing it's like you know at the beginning you're not making much money but you love what you do and you you can put up with a lot of shit you get screwed over. You try to fix things like, you know, when they screw you over and, you know, most people allow being screwed over because they just think it, ha you know, you can't allow it because then they do it to somebody else. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. And as far as your stern years, mm -hmm. I mean, the nineties, I would say that's the, one of the best eras ever and eighties for music, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, how did that whole thing start? And what were your initial impressions of Stern? Well, that start, it started, I started sending in, uh, they did a thing called the meanest listener contest where they were roasting people. And I sent a roast in, it got right on and they really liked it. You know, I was on one at a time for a short time and then that like propelled it. And then I sent in extra tapes when you're only supposed to send in one and they were just hitting in that. So it worked out well, but it was, it was good up there. I mean, everybody was cool. It was, uh, you know, a lot better run for a long time than the way it ended at the end, you know, but I still have nothing again. He did nothing but good stuff for me. So, and he was very kind to me, but I, I was kind of on Xanax for a while, heavy doses and it kind of changed me and I get it now. Everyone has a different experience um, <clears throat> with the end of that whole era mm -hmm. from the cameramen mm -hmm. to other people that worked on the show. Do you still stay in touch with people that you worked with on there? Yeah, I mean, I do radio, you know, the, the podcast with Shuli and that. We're going to get you on some of them. And, you know, uh, it's just fun. 
we're having fun again. But uh, a lot of them, no. I mean, when you're out of there, you're out of there. And and that's it, you know. So it's, I'm sure when people start getting out more, they'll come around or whatever. But it's kind of late anyway now. <laughs> it's yeah. been enough years. I mean, the thing with that is the the whole seduction of it was you weren't allowed to have topless girls on the show. You weren't allowed to talk about all the crazy shit we did mm-hmm. back then. Now it's like a free for all. Yeah, but I'm now serious. it's like, but but now it's like it, it's changed again to it's more normal. You know, it, it, it's 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 weird. Like I wouldn't fit in on the show now because it, I would be it would be almost be doing regular radio at this point. And I mean, that's fine in that, but it, I, we would never be able to get away, tell the stories we did back then and just shit that went on every day it was insane. And it was like, you were in heaven as a comedian because you can do anything you want and you really couldn't get in trouble. But now, now I think you can. That's the best part. I mean, I've seen some of the comedy and just, I feel like cancel culture has really canceled our fun to a degree. Mm-hmm. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Have you ever had any issues performing somewhere because of some of the things you perhaps said on stage? Or No, I mean, I just do what I do, and uh, I really don't care. I know how to be funny, so I'll go. Go, it'll go good no matter what. If a few people are upset, that's you know, that's nothing. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody loves everybody. You know, you got to have a few haters in there. And those are the ones that they have a bigger thing to complain nowadays. But, and, you know, they got the internet, they can complain, they can badmouth uh, any place you're at by giving it uh, bad reviews. So it, it gives them a little power, which they shouldn't have. You know, you should know what you're going to see. You won't see, you know, it's not like you go to see a band just says live music. You don't know what kind of music you should know what you're going to see. And, and then, you know, it's your fault, no matter what, that's the way I look at it, but I don't go there to piss anybody off, but if they get pissed off, I'm going to go at them. I admire that. Like that's one thing I think we lack, you know, a friend of Mm -hmm. mine did her show and I, there were some people that came out there to harass her because of her thoughts on certain things and mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she went after them and that's what you're supposed to do. You're going to a comedy, yeah. a comedy show. You're in the audience. You're fair game at that point. Oh yeah. But people, people go there, they go to complain. Like they go to a store to complain about <laughs> waiting, anything. It's, are you talking about Chrissy Ma? Chrissy Ma? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah, that was like ridiculous that people, would uh but that's okay you know what i mean because it backfires on them it just puts you in every news thing you know and it's like you know oh look look what you did uh you made me bigger good move i know then i turn on newsmax because i watch newsmax all the time like wait a second Mm -hmm. what's she doing i said oh this is great because i had the same thoughts and i feel as though so many people are out there that say what some of us cannot or are like starting to come out and say Mm -hmm. you know Remember the movie Tootsie? Yeah. 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 Like the second I saw that creep, I'm like, that's like a version of the movie Tootsie. And I'm mm-hmm. just glad that $3 million later, it's like an, it's like an understood mistake that hopefully nobody ever makes again. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a comedy club, Levy's. Tell me about that. Do you well, still no, have- I, 
I no, that was a long time ago. Okay. That was in uh, that was in Pennsylvania. That was a good run. I had the chic there. Did uh, you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I had so much. We we had a lot of fun with him on the road. You know, he was he he loved doing it. You know, it was a new thing for him, but he was looking for something else to do to be able to make a living. Uh, you know, and and have fun. And it, it was really good. But we had him there. It was it was a good club until you know. Shit always happens, and then it's gone. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I didn't. They just put my name on it and let me run it. I didn't do anything. I didn't own it or anything. Yeah, it's easy. No, this is a fully loaded question because mm -hmm. whenever we bring up the Iron Sheik, someone always has mm -hmm. a story or two. What would you say one of the wildest stories is that you've you know had with the Sheik? Like, what's one of the wildest Iron Sheik stories? Well, you know, it wasn't that wild. It was a show and then go back. But he did, <clears throat> he did almost get into a fist fight with Beetlejuice. And <laughs> it's on the internet. It's on, you can see it on YouTube. But uh, Beetlejuice uh, called me a, a Jew. And, and uh, Iron Sheik was like, you don't talk to Mr. Bob Levy. And they went back and they were going at each other. It was, it was crazy. If you watch the video... It, it was nuts, but it was, it's, it's funny when you watch it today, but that's how loyal the Sheik is. You know what I mean? Like Beetle was, he doesn't know what he's saying, you know, well, he kind of does, but. <laughs> I saw him once at a bachelor party in New York. Mm -hmm. It was some very crazy stuff. It was my friend's party. I had no idea who this weird guy was. And I should have known because it was mm -hmm. in 2000s, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if he was around the same time we were, but it's like, who is this weird guy like flumping around? And he, he just, it was this creepy vibe, but just, I, I felt like it was, um, it was, it was like watching Gary Coleman <laughs> engage like in all this crazy stuff. Uh, but I, it's a, um, he was an anomaly to say the least. Oh yeah. And he was huge. The people loved him. He would come with us on the road. It was insane, the audience reaction, you know, and he was up for maybe 10 minutes uh, and we'd be with him on stage working him because like we did with the Sheik, you know, you have to build it up, get him going. They know what to do, you know, and Beetle knew what to do too at that moment. And it, it was just killer. And it was, the people loved it. The people loved the Sheik. And then he was hot. He was very hot on Stern at the moment and Opie and Anthony. So by him going, I want to get on the road. It was a perfect timing. And I was like, as long as you can make as much money, you know, sell as many tickets as you want to get paid, it's fine. You know, it's all good. That's the, what, that's the key. What were your thoughts, by the way, on Opie and Anthony? I didn't really have much thoughts back then because you were, it was like Stern was like 24 hours. You were listening to stuff on replays you know if you're off you were listening in the morning trying to write stuff to come up with ideas and and just to know what's going on so i didn't pay attention that much to them you know i heard it once in a while i seen clips but that was it uh, but it was mostly you know because i was working with kid chris too so i was doing radio like the whole morning and then howard and kid chris and so it was kind of crazy but it was like it's what i enjoyed how did you think you came into any of that? Because I did read that you had all kinds of odd jobs doing landscaping and stuff. So mm -hmm. why comedy? Like, how did it just 
it must have hit you somehow or found it or found you or... well well we hung out in this bar in staten island and i guess my job would be when people came in that we didn't know i would bust their balls and so they wanted to fight us and i guess i was pretty good at it. my friend said you should try comedy because we listen to howard and Jackie the Joke Man was the ho was the host of an open mic in West Orange at Rascals, and I I put together like ten minutes and I tried it the first time I did real I killed so I was like this is great like it, thank God I killed the first one because the second one I ate a bag of dicks it was really bad and it makes you work harder to not be bad like when you that feeling. As an entertainer, it's the worst feeling in the world. And it should haunt you. It should haunt you. It makes you better. <laughs> because you want to just drive off a bridge. You're so miserable. But that gets you better. See, that's the smart advice a lot of comics should listen to. I mean, I've been to the comedy store. It's very dark mm -hmm. in the respect that you have people that are really talented putting their names in this thing. Mm -hmm. Right? And then someone is picking it picking your name out now you gotta hope that yeah. someone isn't screwing one of these like um these little silver wake these little girls from silver lake these little hacks yeah. of thing telling rape jokes or yeah you know being fingered by your dad is really cool and funny because it's really yeah, boring. yeah it's just like it's annoying and some people take comedy classes do you think it's smart to do comedy classes or do you think maybe it's just to keep going up there and getting as many reps as you can until you get booed you yeah, you works. have to take a beating, but like comedy class, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't know anything getting into comedy and I didn't for a while. Once I started working after two years, I was headlining and I had no idea, uh, like if the other people on the, the show were booked by another agent, I had no idea. And I'm headlining with 25 minutes, I'm supposed to do 40, but nobody can go after me. So it was, I was lucky, but I didn't get any nobody was happy with me, the other comedians, because they've been in a long time. And, and but yeah, you're not gonna, you can't really learn from a comedy. Uh, you can kind of know about the business. Like I didn't know about the business until I had to. And then you figured out what was going on. But I, I knew nothing about it when I got into it at all. I, I was like, uh, I want something I can do by myself, you know, because I played in bands before. And I was like, I don't want to go to practice when they say, you know, I want to do everything when I want to, because uh, I, I don't want to be bothered with all that. Yeah, it's like being in an improv troupe. It's like you got to wait for all the other components to be ready to do these shows. Yeah. It's really complicated. What do you think you would have done with your life if you didn't find comedy? Mm. Uh, nothing radio. good. Uh, nothing <laughs> legal. Nothing good. But, you know, uh, I knew there had to be something, <laughs> you know, school wasn't a big thing. So it wasn't going to go past uh, any level with a regular job. But, uh, yeah, it would probably have been something illegal, but I would have been the best at it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like it, it just happens. There's always something for somebody out there. And you just got to look for it. You know, sometimes you got you got to try more than one thing and realize and sometimes you got to do something that people say oh well, you're gonna keep doing that yeah i'm gonna you know they always try to break you because they don't think it can happen but then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah yeah when my mother's like oh there's my son he's a comedian my father said that the first time i was like finally they understand 
but it, it takes a while. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been a, it's to have a career for this length of a time is a big deal, especially in comedy because mm-hmm. people are coming up all over the damn place. Yeah. Um, I prefer the older comics because, you know, mm-hmm. they've been around longer. They have funnier stories. Who are some of the other uh, names that we might know that you've worked with, like Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison? No, no I never really worked with uh, a lot because I was headlining, you know what I mean? Right. So I didn't. I used to work with Otto and George a lot, you know, and it'd been, you know, because you want, and he was nuts with the puppet and that, and like his videos online are just like, it's classic stuff. He was filthy, but he was also on Letterman and killed. And to me, watching that was amazing every show. And, but yeah, I didn't really work with Artie Lang, was the only one that was, you know, I would say big that I work with because. I was doing my own thing, but we had fun together. <laughs> I can we only so imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him in like forever. I know. I think he has a show somewhere. Just a no, lot. Of- he's out. He's been out because uh, he went to rehab and he's getting his shit together and he's not ready. And he's just gone away. He gone away for three years or whatever. Now I don't know even know exactly how long it is, but he did post today because. Uh, Pat Cooper died today too. So oh. that, it's just crazy. Or yesterday something, but it, it's crazy. But Artie's been away from it, uh, trying to figure it out, you know, how to go, probably how to learn how to live. It's like, it's a whole new thing. You have to get, you have to get used to uh, feeling not normal and not normal is being sober. And that's the weird thing. Cause you were used to being fucked up all the time. So now, you try and I went through it and it took me uh, at least six months to kind of even feel a little normal. And it's scary. Well, did you go into AA or anything like if you don't know, I just, I just went to rehab for a week so I can take the medicine not to have uh, a stroke or whatever. And, uh, and then once you get, you know, once you know, you're not going to die, you can handle it better, but you, your mind will still fuck with you. You have the anxiety. I learned how to get rid of that, but it took me six months to get rid of heavy anxiety, brutal anxiety where you couldn't breathe. Oh, your sound went off. Yeah. That's why I have to just uh, pause it. Oh, uh, okay. getting back to this. A lot of people are used to having a certain lifestyle, obviously when you're mm-hmm. on stern and everyone knows you. And then when it slowly just comes down, do you think mm-hmm. that's affected a lot of people who are very popular on Stern at one point? Oh yeah, or anything like that. Well, you know, it's like it's like you when you when everything's up and going great, you have to be that maniac on the on the on the road on the shows every time they see you, people, because they expect what they think they're hearing. So you have to put that into what you're doing on stage. But then after what you're like, okay. Now it's like, you can see how powerful it is, the show, because it does change of what you're doing. Because people just think you disappear from everything when you disappear from anything, whether it's TV or radio. And it's a different thing. And you you have to be okay with it, you know? And it takes a little while, but you know, you do, you get past it. You're like, hey, this is good too. I'm still not, you know, hurting. You know, it's not a horrible thing but it's not what it was. 
So that's why I wanted to try to get back to a certain level again. And that's it. That's what I'm doing now. I'm having fun. Well, people still know who you are. I mean, obviously, like mm -hmm. I need to look you up and find you. I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's doing these days. And, mm -hmm. you know, you remember things from that era, because I think it just it was so laid back and we didn't have all these restrictions. And there are a lot of these young kids now mm -hmm. that uh, are looking at things in like 90s pop culture. Jerry Springer, you know, people oh, love yeah. the reruns, Stern yeah. um, and anything to do with that era, no matter how like. How can how how they feel really about cancel culture and certain mm -hmm. things being taboo in the society today? What are you doing with yourself now, uh, besides comedy? And you have your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and all the projects that you have. Well, the podcast I do I do a lot a week. I, I mean I do I do Misery Loves Company with Kevin Brennan Monday to Friday four to six. That show is crazy. That show is. Uh, it, it's just insane. It, it's like there's always a victim that's going to get attacked because, you know, it's all about the business people that we know. So it's, it's, and Kevin's ruthless and funny and it just works and it's big. I mean, we get good listeners live every day. And then I do, uh, uh, Shuli has, we put together the Shuli network on whatever on YouTube. So we have a bunch of shows. We do, the Uncle Rico show, which is like making fun of Stutter and John watching his stuff. That's really big. We do the Freddie Mercury show, which we, is just a stupid name. And we just look at old Stern clips that we're in and make fun of us. And then we do the BS show every morning uh, from 9 to 11, 1130. Uh, and that that's uh, Monday to Friday. And then we do... Uh, uh, what was it? Road stories. We just interview comedians and get good stuff. We did Colin Quinn, Jim Florentine, Rich Voss, and Howie Mandel so far. And then we do Miserable Men, which is a show we did on Sirius that I came up with. So we do that show. And then I do Out of the Coffin with Bob Levy, where it's just me just going nuts and all my crazy thoughts for the second that's going on. And I fuck with the people in the chat and all that it's fun so wait a second you don't well, like when do you have time to eat or sleep well between everything after kevin's usually like we only do like sunday night monday night sometime tuesday night but when, if we fall behind we catch up but it's mostly in the day so i don't give a shit you it's know I'll, I'll have time off yeah, I, I have time off a little bit here and there in the day, you know, I can do what I want and get it done then come back and do it, you know, because we're done 1130. And then, you know, at four o'clock, I'm on again until 630. And then like on Monday, we'll do seven, but we'll do it to eight or something like that. Maybe one on the show, but it's like, it's fun. We're having a good time. So it's not work. It doesn't seem like work. I couldn't do that. Like I've been up early, like doing this. I can't even like keep this up for two, like three hours straight. There's one time when I was up at six in the morning and I mm -hmm. went till six o'clock that night, just with back-to-back -back interviews and just so I wouldn't have to do anything for a few months. So I could just take off yeah, and not do anything. And this is great. I mean, you could do this. And do you also have an autobiography or some kind of a documentary coming well, out? I'm going to finish a book. Uh, I talked to the lady today. Cause I was writing it and then I, I just needed a break. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just like, 
you go like a little dead and you're like, uh, and I hit her up today and I go, it's, I think it's time to get going again. She's like, cool, let's do it. So I'm excited. It's just crazy stories growing up, you know, then radio, comedy, everything, you know, but it, up until now. So it's crazy shit, but it's fun. One man show. I, I, I would like to do a one man show. I mean, because I would like to do like go up there as the host of the show, being all nervous, like I'm new and then, you know, play like that and then bring me on at the end and, and do it. So I, I thought of that a long time ago, but we'll see, you know, I, it's like, you know, most, I think people want to come to see who they want to come see. If there's three other acts before they just look back at you like, what the fuck, you know? So maybe that's the way to do it. Well, the one person show, I think you have enough of a, um, enough people to be interested. You know, do you get well, a lot of young? So. No, they, they will. Trust me, they will be interested. Mm. And do you get a lot of younger people that come to some of your comic shows at all? Your comedy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's years? like, it, it's, it, it's like, it's new to them, a lot of them when they come and, you know, they'll say they looked up something or whatever, or if they hear something I'm doing now. So it's a whole different, it, it's good to get new people involved to come and to tell their friends, they got to see him live. So, you know, you can't always count, you can't count on a crowd from back then. You can't, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, some of them might, might even forget, you know, we don't have the best yeah. memories. I'm sorry. Uh, but... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but. Yeah. I mean, you do get a lot of younger people. When I had a, a one-woman show, which I'm depending mm -hmm. on bringing back, there are these young girls. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you weren't even a sperm in your dad's ball sack yeah. when any of this shit was going on. So, like, how yeah. did you find out about it? But enough people know you, and just that shock culture has become such a thing now. If you could do anything different, would you? Well, I probably wouldn't get hooked on Xanax. For my doctor, I actually stopped drinking and I said, I feel a little, you know, uh, nervous going on stage. And he goes, well, just try these, you know? And he's like, I'll write you a prescription, it's Xanax. It's like, it calms you down. It's like, and next thing I know, I'm on six bars a, uh, a day. Si uh, not six bars, six uh, milligrams a day. So three bars I would take per day. Did you ever perform on the Sunset Strip during the 90s? Like Azari's? Uh, probably in the 2000s, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, I did, I did, we did a rock club there because I remember Rudy Sarzo was there. I forget. Uh, we had a good time. He's probably one of the nicest people you can even ever met, like a, a rock star in that, you know? He, he's just so, so nice. And you just, you're happy every, he's happy. He's, you know, when you see him, you know, going out again playing and uh he's just one of those people that like one time i met him it was just like this person's amazing you know and, and you never forget that when you meet people like that i met him through kevin debro like years well obviously years ago it's mm -hmm. he's a very nice he was very very nice then and he's still the same person yeah uh, you know it's definitely some of the better music uh period it yeah. was fun party music. Did you ever go to the Rainbow Bar and Grill? And did you ever have any stories from there? Uh, I don't remember if I've been there. I'm pr pretty sure I've been there. Like, I have no memory. Like, I was in a car accident. So, like, a lot of stuff. Oh. Like, I enjoy uh, 
writing the book because I can kind of, I kind of, it makes me think about stuff and I can go, okay, now I got, and then it's new to me. It's almost like it's new to me. I watched tapes of me and I sometimes, I, I don't even remember them, you know? And it's like, I used to remember everything, but it's just something I deal with. And, but the best way to do it is to, uh, you know, to go back in time, tell stories and then go, okay, now, and then, oh yeah, I remember that. And then it comes to you and you're like, holy shit, that was crazy. <laughs> it's sort of like 50 first dates. Did you ever see that with Drew Barrymore? No, and but I heard about, yeah. Yeah, she has to watch this video every day to remember like where her life is now and who her family is and how she got mm -hmm. there. It was mm -hmm. an accident, oddly enough, too, that she was in. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't mind me asking, how long ago was this accident? Uh, I think it, we think it was 2017. So I was out for like, I was basically out for like uh, three years. And I think COVID hit then when I filled my schedule again. And uh, so I, I was out for like five years. But, uh, you know, it was it, it was like, then I started doing stuff and like doing stuff on the internet. And I was like, I'm enjoying this. And I said to my wife, I go, I'm either going to come back fully, like crazy fully, or I'm just going to retire. And she goes, you, I think you're at your best again. So we went forward with it, you know, and it's just been like, I'm having, I'm having fun again. And, you know, I don't dream big. I dream like, I just want to sell our comedy clubs. That's it. I'm, I'm going to get back to that and I'll be happy. But I'm happy where I am now, where I can just do a gig when I want to and do the the internet stuff, you know, because there, there's you can make money from home now. And it's like, it, it's so nice. It's like, you know, you just get the equipment and like, oh, well, people are watching this and it's like amazing to, you know, but there's so many people out there. I know no matter what numbers you look at, at the end of the day, you're still like, there's billions of people, you know, there's so many more, but so you keep trying harder. Yeah, it's a fun time. I mean, COVID, I think really set people like either you're going to stay and do what you're supposed to do, do your mm -hmm. dreams or just go off and go disappear into the sunset somewhere. And if you mm -hmm. were to ever just disappear like that, like poof, and you didn't really want anyone to know where you are, yeah. I mean, what would be an ideal place possibly? It would definitely be on an island somewhere, unbelievable, because that that's it, you know, I wouldn't, uh, the perfect weather, you know, water, sun, you can't, you can't beat that, you know, but uh, I don't know, I'm not good alone, but that's the only thing if I wanted to disappear uh, by myself, I'm just not good, I, I'm, I'm much better with somebody guiding me and helping me. And uh, I, I work better as a person that way. That's good. That's interesting. That's very yeah. interesting, especially for someone who likes to do things on his own. <laughs> very odd. Well, I mean, I like to do things on my own on stage because I'm in control. I have to be, uh, I, I have to, I'll always say if somebody's doing it, I'll be like, no, do it this way. You know, it's a pain in the ass. You know, my wife doesn't like when I'd be like, well, no, the, 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 the flame is too high on the thing. And she goes, would you get out of the kitchen when I'm fucking cooking? Because I'll like, you know, I'm bad at that. So I'm trying to learn how to back off from that bullshit. 
Yeah, we don't like it when you guys get involved in the kitchen. It's like, just stay. I seriously, that's my biggest pet peeve. It's yeah. like, you just go there and do something. Like, go go jack off, go watch a film. Just, yeah. just, just do not get in my way. Because that's how accidents happen. And they're nice. Yeah, exactly. There are knives nearby and someone that's very angry. So it's not a good place. Like, seriously. Yeah, exactly. So That's why she says, just go inside. Go inside. Yeah, just go get in there. So you don't mm -hmm. have an OnlyFans or anything like that. Um, no. Mm -hmm. What are all of your links? Do you have a uh, one of those link trees? Or what are all your links if people actually are our website, if people want to listen to your shows and watch you on the well, internet? Well, I don't even have a website anymore because when I got into the accident, it renewed somewhere in there. And I say oh. to myself, because this is how I am. I go, if I renew this, I'm never going to come back and do comedy. So I didn't do it. And now I, somebody, a bank got it or something. And, uh, but you know, I just do, I just posted on, on Twitter. I'm like Levy underscore sir, Facebook, Bob Levy. I got like three Bob Levy's and the Reverend Bob Levy. And then Levy land is one of the shows I do. And I, and then, uh, Instagram, it's like, uh, Levy Bob, because I, I lost the password. I couldn't get in, so I just put my name backwards and started a new one. But I, I, I'm not good at that stuff either. Two of my Facebook passwords I got to put in. I don't know them. My wife has to do it. So, because like she knows the path, because I'm terrible at this kind of stuff. I could only imagine. I know it's like having a bunch of different accounts. It's just, yeah. you don't want to choose the same password, then it's easy to get into. Um, no, I'm going to have to eventually yeah. uh why don't you list off your dates that you have coming up your live dates well i got i'm doing like uh, uh this saturday i'm doing keensburg new jersey this place called apple jacks I, i've been there before and then i think i'm in uh i don't even know i just write them down then i'm, I'm in like pennsylvania on the 19th and i see what month is it i'm on the wrong goddamn thing i'm in june uh uh, yeah, I'm in Daniel, PA on the 17th. I don't even know what the hell that is. And Rehoboth Beach, Delaware on the 20th on a Tuesday at the Starboard. It's a fun little place by the shore. So we have fun. Great. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. So do you yeah. have any messages for your fans or just at, we already have your comedy message or message of people that want to be comics. And uh, mm -hmm. what other messages do you have for people out there listening? Listen, come by and listen to us and watch us on the Shuley Network on YouTube. It's really funny. Uh, MLC podcast, you know, on on YouTube and Patreon. And like we're on a Patreon that you'll enjoy it. Like we'll have you on the, a few of the shows. You're going to love it. You know, when you come in, it's just having fun. It's all about fun, laughing, busting each other's balls. I mean, that's that's what people did growing up and nobody got mad at you know everybody did now if you do that you hurt people's feelings i i uh, maybe i we don't have feelings but it, it's it's better it's better to have the right feelings than over uh abundance of feelings yeah i know i was at a class in groundlings and i said the word retard like a few too many times and yeah. i don't really care because it's retarded that you're just going to get mad that i use the word exactly. retarded or retard it's a word yeah so are you going to discriminate against an older person now? Because let's mm -hmm. get, you want to go down that rabbit hole with me, but you know, what do I know? Yeah. It's just, um, I'll go back there and take classes. I really don't care. So 
Thank you so much for joining me. And I oh, will be anytime. posting all of your links. Guys, catch him on the road. Catch on his podcast because uh, he's mm. got a lot to say. And he's fun. Yeah, and we're going to – I'll hit you up uh, tomorrow. I'll, I'll get you some days if you can come in. I'll tell you the times and all that, okay? Thank you. Yeah, pleasure meeting you. You too. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content.